Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program and happy Valentine's Day. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the high end. What's going on up there in exclusive real estate sales? And uh, is it any different than what's happening in the rest of the real estate economy? We've got a great guest for you and a great show. This is the Real Estate Guys radio network. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Happy Valentine's Day. This is our Valentine's Day edition of uh, the Real Estate Guys. So uh, if you're listening to the show, that means that uh, you really don't have much of a romantic life, do you? No, I'm kidding. Let's meet the guys, our uh, financial strategist, the co-host, and uh, been married for uh, forever, Russell Gray. 31 years. Wow, awesome. Let's also meet the man we call uh, the godfather of real estate. He's invested in investment property for seven decades, Bob Helms. If I could have only done it for eight, and maybe I can. We'll see. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's still, uh, still plenty of time. Uh, we've got a great show for you today, and uh, we thought, you know, we've been talking a lot in the last few weeks about uh, distress and so forth, and next week we're going to talk uh, commercial real estate, and that's ugly, right? So uh, we thought we'd uh, do something just a little fun, a little different for Valentine's Day, and that is uh, take a look at the high-end market. You know, uh, when we look at statistics and so forth, often we're talking about median home price and what's happening in the average market. But there's always an interesting marketplace at the, at the top. And uh, especially when we talk about residential, right? Who's buying the $5 million, $10 million, $20 million houses? And how is that affected by the economy? I want to have Tony Stark's house, you know, that one they show in Iron Man out there looking over the beach. I don't know if that's Malibu or whatever, but oh my goodness, that's a beautiful home. You know, you got to imagine that people that, uh, there's not enough of those people though, but people that are at that status in life, they're not that all affected by what's going on. You well, know you what I mean? Well, not, right? Well, you I would... mean, they are, but but not the way we are, you know, not the way, you know, your average person is where they're like, well, gee, I'm underwater on my mortgage and how am I going to pay? And I'm worried about my job. They're more like, okay, so I've got five mansions. I'm only, you know, going to keep four of them. I mean, you see like Nicolas Cage and his issues, you know, that's tough. And you see you see uh, Bernie Madoff, not that he's a pillar of anything, but I mean, obviously he lost his upper end properties. But for the most part, people that are in that upper echelon of net worth and income earners, uh, just don't go through the same cycles the way the mere mortals do. And so you would think that those properties, for the most part, remain to a large degree uh, unaffected. Well, yeah, that that certainly uh, sounds like a good premise. You also think that probably when people buy property like that, they may not go as hogwall on the leverage, right? You're not going to put 5% down on a $10 million house. It, it's not going to work, and there aren't lenders in that space either. Right, exactly. And so, yeah, obviously, because very few lenders are going to want to take that much risk on one particular property or one particular borrower, uh, you know, in larger commercial deals, I mean, great big, huge commercial deals, sometimes you'll get people come in, they'll try to syndicate to, to spread some of the risk. That's not going to happen on a single family home. So yeah, these are people that are going to come in and put three, four, five million dollars down or a million dollars down and 50% down type of thing. And they're still going to have a hefty mortgage payment, uh, maybe, uh, or they pay cash. Yeah, a lot, uh, definitely, uh, pay out cash. And it's not just uh, owner-occupied properties. There are a lot of second homes and, and uh, third homes, right? And and in those areas where you see people come in. I remember um, a, a place that uh, we have a second home. I was talking with a gentleman who lived right uh, next door in, in, in the neighborhood uh, next door at a, at a social 
function and uh, never met him before. Interesting guy. Uh, he lives in the house about six weeks a year. And the rest of the time, he travels, and his main uh, residence is in Austria. And uh, he comes here for six to seven weeks, something like that. And uh, when he's done and when he leaves, he just locks the door, and that's it. He doesn't rent it out. I mean, there's nobody. It just comes back. And, and so his whole you know, local world there is only for a very short part of the year. Yeah. So, you know, to me, if, if you have an opportunity as an investor and you find a property that is nice like that, that's in distress – uh, to me, that's not a spec deal. I don't think you buy it hoping, oh, I'm going to flip it to somebody. But if there are people out there who are looking to get a bargain, because everybody likes a bargain. I don't care how much money you have. Everybody likes to have a bargain. And if you have the ability to get into relationship, and it really is about relationship at that level, you have the ability to get into relationship with somebody and say, hey, I'm going to go out and find you. Tell me what you want. I'm going to go find it. And you can go find that. There can be some opportunity. I remember reading an article about a, a guy who had done that very same thing. He had found a property, and it was in the upper end. And this, I think, this was the Phoenix Marketplace. It was in the upper end of the Phoenix Marketplace. It was way over the Fannie Freddie, you know, conforming loan limits, all that kind of stuff. So financing was not readily available. Uh, the person who had the property couldn't keep it. They couldn't hold on to it. They had to sell it. He came in, found out it was in foreclosure, and was able to buy it significantly underneath. Uh, the price that somebody he already had in his back pocket was willing to pay, and he he flipped it, and he was able to make I think two hundred thousand dollars on the flip, but he did it because he had the buyer in his back pocket, and that that's really my point. Well, and you know the other thing is the numbers are big at the high end, and so percentage wise, it it might not be such a good deal, but um, you could still I mean we're talking about uh, big numbers, and so a small percentage of a big number is still a big number. It is. In fact, um, I just wish I had a few more of those listed, sold, uh, or some that I'd already bought or been smart enough to flip them, like you talked about. It's interesting when you're in that kind of a marketplace. Of course, many, many people specialized in just high-end properties. And uh, Robert and I used to work for a company, a fairly large company here locally, where there were, uh, there were some people, that's all they did. Now, that meant they did a lot fewer transactions. Uh, but when those transactions closed, they were worth it. They were excited about them. Yeah, I remember standing in line at uh, the company uh, conference. We got recognized for being in the top 1% of our uh, company in sales. And so standing, you know, directly behind us is uh, a young couple and, and they, um, pretty much were at the same income level we were. And, uh, she was talking about how they hadn't been able to even leave their business in so many years. It was amazing to be anywhere. This happened to be in Las Vegas. And, uh, we got, you know, talking with them, or actually Bob did. And it uh, turns out they had sold something like 600 homes. That's yeah, like 50 a month. Yeah. Yeah. 600 homes the, oh. the year before. And, and we had sold like 60. <laughs> and we had earned the same amount of money. Which just tells you that it's it's different in different areas. So uh, uh, our guest today uh, is someone who specializes certainly in, in the high end. Uh, she is with Sotheby's International Realty. In fact, the top producing agent uh, for that company for for a number of years. And so we thought it would be fun to find out, you know, what's going on on the high end. Our house is still selling. Is there uh, is it interesting working with those kind of clients and and so forth? So uh, let's welcome to the uh, program Sharona Alperin. Sharona, how are you? I'm great, guys. How are you today? Hey, we're good. Thanks so much for taking uh, time to be on the show. Now, now, tell us a little about your clientele. You work uh, in Southern California for Sotheby's, and, and you specialize uh, in uh, in helping entertainment professionals. That's true. I work in, uh, you know, I want to say Hollywood, California, but, um, you know, just so the rest of the country understands, Hollywood is um, a little 
City, and it's attached to Beverly Hills and the Sunset Strip, West Hollywood, and Las Feliz, and Hancock Park, and uh, Pacific Palisades, and Brentwood, California. And believe it or not, I was in all those places already today. Um, every Tuesday in real estate, in Los Angeles at least, is open houses um, for realtors, brokers opens. Um, it's also on Thursdays and Fridays um, in different parts of the city, Malibu and the Valley. And uh, just today in the pouring rain, I was, um, you know, looking at uh, million millions of dollars worth of real estate from Brentwood all the way to uh, Outpost and uh, went and saw beautiful uh, home couple homes that came on the market today, some star homes. I get a little wary of mentioning any star's names. I'll be honest to tell you, one of the most important parts of selling real estate to the entertainment crowd is that this is a different product that we're selling. I mean, uh, it's more emotional than a diamond ring, and it's the most emotional product on the market, and it's also people's homes. Um, And so... This is, you know, this is different. It's not necessarily what restaurant they ate at or even what car they're driving. This is their home. And I work very, very hard trying to keep my name and my client's name out of the press um, when they buy a house because they so want to, um, you know, keep their privacy and maintain that, especially um, since, like I said, this is their home and they need to uh, feel safe there. Well, super important point. And since uh, we're nationally syndicated, we uh, will we'll avoid use of the names today. Uh, but you bring up an interesting point. You know, just one of the big differences between brokering this kind of real estate is, you know, you go out, a lot of agents will go out and look at, at, at property to get an idea of the marketplace. But your typical, you say, buyer's representative is going to, you know, rely on the MLS and so forth. Um, how important is, is it for you to get out and really have seen what's available, see the inventory on the market every week? Almost every day. I mean, there's almost an... I live for inventory. I mean, that's my food. And I, you know, go on the computer once or twice a day just to check what's called the hot sheets. Um, Any new listing that's been inputted in the market, we um, input... Excuse me, input into the computer, into the MLS. I... I am starving for homes um, and inventory, and so it is so important. I mean, at the at right now, if someone called and said that they have a, you know, a six million dollar house in Las Feliz or Hancock Park right now that had, you know, five bedrooms and blah blah met the criteria of this specific client I have, I'd I'd hang up the phone and run there right away because, um, you know, like I said, I'm living for inventory. Now, um, I will tell you that I do a lot of market, a lot of business um, in my pocket. Um, A lot of high-end real estate is traded not necessarily always in the computer on the MLS. Um, There's a a lot of top realtors, and and we often call each other um, and uh, before we put a house on the market, um, in the higher price range, sometimes there's some magical essence to a house if it's not on the market when you show it to a, um, a celebrity or a high-end client. They like to see something that's not on the market. So um, I actually meet with top realtors uh, in our city every other Thursday we get together. And we show each other a lot of product um, before it comes on the market and actually um, often 
we trade, you know, in other words, we can sell a house um, before it even comes on the market. Our guest today is Sharona Alperin, and she's with Sotheby's International Realty in a Hollywood, California. When we come back, we'll find out more about uh, what's happening in the high-end market. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of demand, and we'll learn more about that uh, from Sharona when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. There are a lot of what-ifs when it comes to investing. What if the stock market takes an unexpected dive? What if there's some government action that blows your investment? What if the company that you invest is the next Enron? These are some of the common ones. But I have another what-if scenario for you. What if you could invest in a market that Forbes rated as one of the top three investment opportunities in the U.S.? What if the investment gave you a significant tax advantage? What if CNN Money says this is a low-risk, high-yield opportunity that shouldn't be overlooked? And what if, instead of just thinking about this, you actually took action? Take a few minutes and learn more. Go online to GoZoneAdvisor.com and get the free report from the IRS that explains this opportunity. Time for this opportunity is almost out. Isn't it worth taking a look? That's GoZoneAdvisor.com or call toll-free 800-970-0523. That's 800-970-0523. It's GoZoneAdvisor.com or 800-970-0523. Hi, this is Russell Gray. I say do the math and the math will tell you what to do. Tony Robbins says success leaves clues. Put those together and you have Paradigm Life. Let Paradigm Life show you how and why wealthy individuals and multi-billion dollar companies use life insurance to grow and protect their assets. You'll be amazed. For a free report, send an email to life at realestateguysradio.com or visit beyourbank.com. You realize that real estate investing is a proven path for building wealth. You're making valuable contacts and building a team. The only thing missing? A system to manage your business. Introducing Trevo, the real estate investor's virtual office. T-R-E-I-V-O. Trevo.com can be accessed anywhere at any time. Trevo is a real estate evaluation tool, a rental management tool, a data repository, a contact management system, a website creation tool. Trevo provides all of these features for only $9 a month. Visit Trevo.com today to start your free 30-day trial. T-R-E-I-V-O. RadicalRecessionRemedy.com interrupts the Real Estate Guys programming to have a moment of silence in memory of our great economy. It's a new day and we need to come up with a new strategy for our finances. www.RadicalRecessionRemedy.com is that strategy. Do you never want to worry about negative cash flow again? Would you like a down payment cash machine? Get the free report at www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. That's www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. When you're ready to do your part in strengthening the economy, that's www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. We now return you to your regular programming of The Real Estate Guys. Hi, this is Kim Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Woman, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, heard every weekend on this fine radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. You can sign up uh, right there on our site to... uh, 
get the podcast to you. We'll come to you uh, via iTunes, or, or you can go to our website or listen on the radio, whatever you prefer. We're talking this week about uh, high-end real estate and what's going on in that market. Fascinating subsection of the market. Our guest is Sharona Alperin, who is with Sotheby's International Realty. And uh, Sharona, in this uh, marketplace of, uh, of yours, you know, there's this premise that it's not as affected as other segments of the market by the world downturn and the economic crisis and all that. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Um, first of all, I want to make it clear that I am available for all price ranges. Just if anyone ever needs any real estate help, uh, I don't only do high-end by any means. Um, I do first-time homes and even leases, so I'm available for all people and all economic levels. Excellent. And we certainly grow together um, and, and couldn't afford half the houses, of course, that I sell. Um, about how is the uh, economic, how has the economy affected real estate in in California, in Los Angeles? You know, even, I mean, people will definitely tell you that um, even TV has changed or even the movie business has changed. I mean, it's hard to tell and it's hard to believe, and they do still have a lot of money. But, you know, a lot of... Um, Industry people have business managers, and they're paid a lot of money, and um, and they are getting they are more and more conservative. And I'll tell you, it used to be a time where I could show any house, and if my client, the actor, um, the celebrity, liked the property. It didn't matter what their business manager or accountant or anyone said, they would get it. Um, and now I will tell you that the business managers, um, you know, the clients are listening to them because they trust them and they are, you know, responsible for their um, finances and their future. And so I've actually was in escrow um, recently and with a big rock star, major rock star, and um, the business manager nixed that house. Um, I eventually just sold him another house and we closed on it. But, um, you know, it was unusual to see a business manager put down their um, foot and say no, but they didn't believe in the resale value. And and so that was, um, you know, that's one way it was hit. And certainly a lot of uh, industry people had a lot of their funds in the stock market. And when that, um, you know, lost a lot, so did the so did the uh, celebrities. They lost a lot of their down payment money, a lot of their money. So it was absolutely affected, um, even in Los Angeles, um, but maybe not like it's affected in other areas. All right. Well, if you work with a, a clientele that is, uh, you know, celebrity-based or wealthy individuals and so forth, is the process different? Do you often find that you're dealing with the business manager? At what point does the, uh, does the actual client come into the picture? Well, the client does basically the looking. The, I mean, or they. I mean, if some of them actually send someone to look, and obviously I look and I know what they want. So I once I call them often to see a house, they know I mean business because I wouldn't call them if I didn't think that it was, you know, possibly a match. But um, they. Um, they are, you know, some of them are really, really involved and some are less involved. Um, but when it comes to actually, you know, seeing the house, of course, it's the celebrity, it's the client that looks at it. And 
Uh, you know, they have everyone has different interests. I mean, the Sunset Strip is very popular, and um, I sell a lot of real estate um, in the Sunset Strip. But my office is on Doheny in the Sunset Strip, and the Bird Streets are there. And those are, you know, a lot of people live there. Now, some people really, really want views. This town offers incredible views, um, city light views. Some people um, want privacy. Just they don't care if, about the view necessarily. They just want to make sure you can't see the house from the street. Some people need to have an exit and an entrance because the paparazzi um, are waiting for them at the front of their house and they need a way to get out. So that could be a requirement. Um, you know, half the houses I look at um, have to be paparazzi, paparazzi secure. So, you know, even if the client loves that house, if we see that there's a possibility across the street that someone's going to get in that back and be able to look in the backyard, the house is nixed. So, um you know, it, there are there are those um, aspects, um, but uh, you know, there's so many styles in Los Angeles. It is uh, quite amazing to you know drive the streets here because you have a, a Spanish next to a contemporary, next to a traditional, uh, next to an architectural. You might have a million dollar house next to a three million dollar house next to a five million dollar house um, in some of the areas like the Sunset Strip. Obviously the flats of Beverly Hills are more um, homogenous but still they, um, you know, the, the, we have a lot of different styles and a lot of different architecture. Now, how often are the homes that you sell financed? Do you have a lot of cash buyers, or do people still come in and uh, put some money down and get a loan on the property? They still, you know, they still put down, let's say, a couple of million and finance a few million. Um, they put down a lot and they finance a lot. Once in a while, you know, I, I have had, you know, a client who, um, you know, just so wealthy that they just paid cash, millions of millions of dollars, um, but it was just a check. They didn't get a loan for the house. Um, but I think most of the business managers want them to get loans, you know, want them to finance part of it. Sure, and uh, just the, the same reason leverage makes sense uh, for everybody else. Sure. Now, when somebody hears your name, Sharona, that you know that's a, kind of a unique name, and, and it's not just that you happen to have a unique name. There's more to the story, isn't there? That's true. Um, I... Uh, when I was 16 years old, 16, 17 years old, uh, I was working in a clothing store, and this gentleman met me, and he reacted like to me sort of physically. I just could tell that he was, I don't know, taken somehow. And before you knew it, he told me that we were going to be together one day, and I thought that was a little nutty because I was in love with my boyfriend at the time. Um, Cut to him writing many, many songs. Um, the third song, I think, well, he wrote My Sharona. And, uh, and he wrote a lot of other songs for me, an entire album. Uh, one day I could just put my kids in front of the, uh, the album and say this is Liz Mommy's life when she was 17 years old. But it is true that uh, My Sharona was written for me, and I did, um, I'm on the cover of the single My Sharona sleeve and also the second knack album it was a band called the knack i toured the world with them for four years it was all over by the time i was 21 and uh it's stayed with me it's been with me every single day almost now for 30 years well and you know what 
<laughs> there we go. There the, go. Uh, and you know, you got to live the rock and roll lifestyle for a few years, so now you have earned the right to represent rock and rollers when they're looking for uh, for property. And in fact, if uh, you're interested in uh, Southern California real estate, and as Sharona mentioned, she uh, represents lots of price ranges, her website is mysharona.com, and you can learn more about it. Hey, Sharona, thanks so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. You too. Uh, there's uh, Sharona Alperin, and she is uh, a high-end real estate uh, agent, but she works in all price categories in Sotheby's uh, International Realty, mysharona.com. Uh, uh, when we come back, we're going to play Real Estate Trivia, and you know what? It has something to do with that song. So uh, stay with us, and your Valentine's Day gift could be a uh, copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, if you know something about the song My Sharona. I'm your host, Robert Helms. We'll be back with more from the Real Estate Guys. Are you excited about real estate investing but not sure where to get started? Learn the secrets of building wealth through real estate in the comfort of your own home. In the Real Equity Home Study Course, professional investor Robert Helms and his team of experts show you why real estate outperforms other investments. Stop dreaming about investing in real estate and start doing something about it. Order the Real Equity Home Study Course today at realestateguysradio.com and click on resources. realestateguysradio.com Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms, and if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits, the beautiful country of Belize. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And why U.S. real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. Sound intriguing? Then join us for a free informative webinar called Discover Enchanting Belize. When you watch the webinar, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. To access the webinar, simply send an email to belizewebinar at realestateguysradio.com. That's belizewebinar at realestateguysradio.com. Discover Enchanting Belize. You put your money in the bank to keep it safe. But where does the bank put theirs? Life insurance. Did you know Wells Fargo increased its holdings in life insurance 400% from 2008 to 2009? Why? Liquidity, safety, tax benefits, and positive returns. Sound good? Let Paradigm Life show you how to profit from the creative use of one of the most stable financial products of all. It's not just for the mega wealthy. For a free report, send an email to life at realestateguysradio.com or visit beyourbank.com. Hi, I'm Robert Kiyosaki, and I encourage you to listen to those wild and crazy real estate guys. They're the best. They're working for years, and they know what they're talking about. Hey, thanks, Robert. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm Robert Helms, and uh, we're talking this week about uh, the high end and uh, how it is different. And uh, great to have Shona Alperin on the uh, show to talk a little bit about that. Right now, it is time to play Real Estate Trivia. Here's how that works. I'm going to ask you a trivia question, and you're going to come up with the answer. And if you're quick, you're going to win a book, an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth 
with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. Now, we're going to give away two copies of it. The first goes to the first person with the right answer. That's, you know, fair and traditional. But then, because many of you listen uh, via iTunes or on our website on the MP3 and you don't listen live on the radio, then what we do is we take all of the uh, correct guesses for the week, put them into a drawing, and uh, give away another book. That way, even if you're not listening on the radio, you still have a chance uh, to uh, win a book. So that's how real estate trivia works. And we had to bend it a little bit this week to uh, because of our guest. It's not... Uh it's not quite real estate trivia, but we'll find a way to make it look like real estate trivia. Before we do that, let's look at last week's uh, trivia question. Uh, we asked you, how many U.S. states utilize the trustee to facilitate foreclosure sales? We, of course, were talking about uh, some renegade strategies for uh, uh, when your workout options fail. And the answer is 23. 23 U.S. states utilize uh, trustees uh, when it comes to uh, foreclosures. Here's the question for this week. Uh, the song My Sharona was the debut single by the Knack, released in 1979, and uh, was number one. Got a number one on the Billboard charts for six weeks in a row when it came out in 1979. But a little-known fact about My Sharona is that uh, it re-entered the Billboard charts years later. What year? What year did My Sharona re-enter the Billboard charts? Not 1979 when it first came out, but years later. What year? If you want to take a guess, send it to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. And uh, you might win. Equity happens. All right. There's our trivia question uh, for today. We just, we, we, we had to go there. So is that real estate because of it occupied a lot space on the list? The real estate, like screen yeah, real estate? That's it's kind it. of list real estate. That's what it is. There that must go. be it. All right. So uh, had to be an angle. You always got to an have an angle. Got to have an angle. As uh, as Sharona talked about, interesting. You think about the clientele, and, and really to expand the conversation uh, a little bit. It, it you know we talk about getting rich in a niche, and as a real estate agent, Sharona's obviously got a niche, and she's got a knack for it. Oh, sorry. Uh, right. But she's been able to, she, she's been able to work in a geographic area, specific clientele and so forth. And, and as a real estate investor, it's the same thing. You say, what kind of a property you invest in? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll buy any property anywhere. Well, there's no successful investors like that. You need to be niche motivated. Now, while we're talking about the high end, where's the opportunity in the high end? Is there opportunity in the high end, right? Because when you think about it, there's such a limited number of properties and usually a limited clientele. Is there opportunity? Well, of course, there's always opportunity. And if you we were talking a little bit about the, the numbers, the condensation of the pipe, because even though the percentages might not be anymore, they're big numbers, that attracts people. And even today, there are builders who are building multi-million dollar properties. And if you're a seller of anything, do you want to go after the consumer that is completely price-driven, or might you be interested in approaching a consumer who really isn't affected by all that uh, world economy crisis mumbo-jumbo? Well, I mean, there's a lot going on here. She's talked about, you know, houses that are paparazzi-proof and have to have two entrances, and you can't see into the backyard. That's a feature I never saw on a feature sheet before. Well, think about that, though, for a minute. Think about it, because, you know, at the end of the day, price is always going to be a factor of supply and demand and capacity to pay. So you're dealing with a demographic that clearly has capacity to pay. Now, you say, well, that demographic's not very big. Well, maybe it isn't very big relative to all of the houses that are available, but if you look at it relative to all of the houses that are available that fit the criteria... I would say that maybe there is a supply and demand 
uh, disparity because how many houses when they were constructed were constructed specifically with the paparazzi in mind, especially with today's technology. So finding a house that can really be suitable for that certain person uh, is a very interesting niche. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting, talked about, opened up this part talking about angles, uh, is the trust factor. You know, you always say, Robert, people will people will buy from people they trust. If they know you, they like you and trust you, they're going to do business with you. And so they look for people that are in common. I mean, you know, right now, and I'm not a racist person by any stretch of the imagination. You know that because you know the way my life is put together, right? But if if you were to drop me off in Asia somewhere, I would seek out a white person. Not because I got anything against Asians, just because I can't speak the language, I don't understand the culture. I'm going to go where I feel most comfortable. Here, you know, in 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 uh, the United States, we see, uh, you know, ethnicities kind of congregate together. They're more comfortable. Trust. So. If you have a background and you have spent four years of your life hanging around with rock stars and you understand what it is to be a celebrity, you understand the pressure, you understand what it is to go backstage, behind the scenes, you know what their life is really about and what they're looking for in terms of that safe haven when they come home at night. I mean, if I'm if I'm somebody and I'm going to deal with a real estate agent who I want to get me, I think having that is huge. So. Okay, so maybe you're not going to be selling investment real estate or buying real investment real estate from uh, from from rock stars, but whatever whatever your niche is, whatever it is, the key is is to figure out finding a demographic and affinity group that that will feel comfortable doing business with you, trusting you because you can't even get a message out if they don't. You can have the best pitch in the world, you can have the best deal in the world, if they don't trust you, it doesn't matter. So first and foremost, you got to have a connection. And I think the way that she's taken her background over at 21, now what do you do? I've toured the world. I've experienced all this wonderful stuff. And she's been able to parlay that into a 30-year career uh, as a top producing real estate agent. I think it's brilliant. And I think there's a ton of lessons there for all of us that will never tour with rock bands but have a chance to bring a niche into uh, the marketplace where we can find an affinity group to work with. Yeah, absolutely. And and as a as a, a real estate investor, uh, the bigger picture than just the, the high end is how do you get rich in a niche? How do you figure out what really appeals to you? And uh, just like Sharona did, can you find something in your background? Can you find some special experience or wisdom or a skill set that enables you to have an advantage in a particular segment, whether it's a geographic segment, demographic segment, type of real estate, whatever that, that case is. We often talk about how you really need to take uh, kind of a an inventory of what your skill sets are and what your resources are. And one of the biggest resources you have is your experience level. You know, like I'm not a hands-on construction guy, right? So my role in a flip, say, or a fixer-upper is a lot more from the marketing side, from understanding the demographics and, and so forth. It's not from what color is going to work or, you know, how to make the, the property prettier. That's not that's not my gig. In our development company, I don't spend a lot of time in product design. That's not my thing, right? We have people that do that. But what I spend my time on is the things that I'm more suited for. And as a real estate investor, it's the same thing. You need to look at what you have, what skill sets you have, and relationships you have. And then how does that give you an edge? Because this whole business of real estate investment is about the edge. If you go in the same door as everybody else, it's the reason I don't like the one-size-fits-all mentality of folks that, that try to sell you real estate solutions. If you go in the same door, there, there is no key advantage, and you're going to do as well as everybody 
everybody else. If you have distinct skill sets and if you have uh, the ability to access inventory that other people don't, look out. The ability to look at your relationships and to, and to cultivate those is the real secret here because we all have different tools, techniques, styles, abilities. Many of us are very hands-on. Many of us are not. What we all need equally is to have relationships with the people who can complement us, the people who can do the things we don't want to do, aren't good at, etc. So as you're trying to build a niche, you've, you've got to assess what your abilities are. But you got to say, what does it take to complete the picture? What it takes to complete the picture are the abilities I don't have. In in a business like we've been talking about today, like high-end real estate, it's no different than any other business from the point of view that your best opportunity to succeed is on a referral basis. What are referrals? Referrals are taking advantage of relationships with people you trust. Relationships is the key word. Yeah, we'd have time to ask Sharona, but I will bet that the majority of her business does not come from her website, but comes from relationships, right? She does a great job for you. You're going to refer to other people. And when, you know, she could have gone on here and named this person and named that person. I used to deal with this person to make herself seem, you know, like Jesus. But she doesn't because privacy is so crucially important to her demographic group that that's, you know, an integrity issue. And because of that, I'm listening to that. I go, well, this is a person I'd use. Right, because obviously they, and so it's it's like that with your business. You want to develop a reputation as a real estate investor, so people bring you deals. We've talked about this in the past, but when you try to to nickel and dime and squeeze out every inch of profit from a deal, you have the other side leaving, going, "Man, I never want to do a deal with that person again." On the other hand, when you are a great uh, partner going through a transaction and you leave a little on on the table and you do the right thing and you're nice about it and so forth. You get done, th- you know, through a a transaction. It's like, wow, that was awesome. I'd love to do another deal. Great. Next time you have a property, give me a call. And that's how you start to source inventory. She talked about in her pocket deals. A lot of the best deals, not just in high end residential real estate, but in all real estate, never get to the marketplace. One of the best. Priest is a property we own is a property that was never on the market. It was never listed. was never going to be listed. It was never on any MLS. It was We were the only people contacted. And that's where there's great opportunity, getting back to relationships. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we could go on and on about this, and maybe we are, but it's a point that really needs to be well well heard. You know, we had a gal uh, that was a student in our program, and young gal, very vivacious, and she was selling uh, pharmaceuticals. She was calling on doctors. And then she got really got the real estate bug and decided she wanted to go into real estate, and she decided to go into commercial real estate. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what a dog-eat-dog world that is. You know, this cute little gal is going to go off, and she's going to get eaten and alive. Uh, She got a great mentor, number one, a guy that was patient with her and really taught her the ropes. Number two, she went into the demographic she was most familiar with. She started calling on the doctors and now in the area, even though she's relatively a rookie, she's kind of the go-to gal for medical office space and she's done very well in a very down economy. And that's just an example of someone taking, Bob, to your point, what they're comfortable with, their their relationships and going out and then, and then doing a great job for people and continuing to enhance a relationship and using the power of a mentor to help her with all the technical aspects of it. So she was able to combine the best of her mentor with the best of her, her previous background and put all that together and be successful. And, and, and Sharona said, I live for inventory. I mean, she must have said that two or three times. I live for inventory. And, and as a real estate investor, you've got to live for deal flow because if you aren't in the deal flow, 
then then you're just picking up the phone or you're highlighting the, the ads in the in in the in the classified or you're hitting the the internet and you're just looking at the leftovers and you're never well I'm not gonna say never but it's gonna be you're gonna have to work ten times at least harder than the than than the guy that understands how to work the relationships to get into the deal flow and that's again how you show up in the marketplace what is your angle what is your unique selling proposition how do you conduct yourself whether it's high end low end whatever right now we've got a lot of distress in the market and we don't want to talk about distress we got a lot of distress in the market right if you go in there and you're trying to capitalize on people i'm going to try and hey i'll pay you $5000 move out tonight sign your record over to me there's people that teach that 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 to me that doesn't work right but if you go in and you're saying hey i i can help you let's talk about loan modification Let's talk about how we can, maybe I can help you with a short sale. It's 100% about helping them. And then you're in a position to get referrals that can lead to deals. You may get that deal. It's a completely different dynamic one that we would favor way over the opportunistic one. Absolutely. The thing is that you know everybody and their brother-in-law is coming out to work the, the straight foreclosure deals and all that. And there's just, you know, anywhere where there are a lot of people, the opportunity is hard to find. And so the key here, and then one nice thing about the high-end market is that there isn't a ton of competition, you know. And so you find a marketplace where there's maybe less interest and therefore less competition or it takes a better expertise or whatever the case is. You know, I remember I met a guy who his specialty was he loved cleanup property. If it was a super fun site, if there was an oil spill, if it, that's what he loved because he had figured out how to solve that problem. And so you get someone who owns a property and discovers there's a wetlands issue and they don't know what to do and they do what they what the, the on non-educated, non-educated person does. They just lower the price till it sells. I just got to get out of it. Instead, this guy made a living off of solving problems like that. So he said, bring it on. So ask yourself, what is your unique selling proposition? What relationships do you have? What background? What unique skill set do you have that could translate into giving you an edge in real estate investment? And if you can find that and and, and really cultivate it, it can be gigantic for you. And we come back, speaking of rock stars, we're going to talk about some real estate rock stars and how you can spend time with them. This is the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hey, John, what are you doing this weekend? Well, with all the great real estate investment opportunities these days, I thought I would sit down and, uh, you know, crunch the numbers. Calculating the cap rate, operating income, cash flow, (laughs) you know the drill. What? You still do that by hand? You mean you don't have a system? Uh, What are you talking about? One word. Trevo. T-R-E-I-V-O. Trevo? What's that? Trevo. The Real Estate Investor's Virtual Office. It's a great website that will tell you in seconds the property's cash flow, cap rate, operating income, and more. Trevo allows you to easily compare financing options and see how they impact your bottom line. Trevo allows you to store all of this data, plus documents, pictures, contacts, reminders, and more. Your system, Trevo, does all that? That's not all. Trevo makes it easy to track your ongoing income and expenses. With Trevo, you will always know how each property is performing. And the website creation tool in Trevo makes it easy to advertise your properties for sale or lease. Trevo. Sounds perfect, but uh, I'm on a budget. Don't sweat it. Trevo comes with a free 30-day trial, but register a promotional code REALESTATEGUYS and your 30-day trial turns into a 60-day trial. After the trial period, get this, Trevo is only $9 a month. Just go online to treivo.com, trevo.com. 
it's no secret we like to have fun on The Real Estate Guys, but there's nothing fun about facing foreclosure. Or struggling to make payments on an upside-down mortgage. You know, we get more requests for our loan workout report than all of our other reports combined. So we know there's a big need out there. That's why we've looked for companies that provide solutions for distressed property owners and put them on the resource directory on our website. One company we've been getting good feedback on is Home Rescue Financial Services. They'll connect you to qualified professionals who can help stop or stall foreclosure, renegotiate your loan, or get you out of the property without a foreclosure on your record. The point is, if you need help, don't go it alone. Professional help is available, and it's more affordable than you might think. Call our resource hotline today at 888-510-6838, extension 108, or visit the resource page at realestateguysradio.com. That's 888-510-6838, extension 108. Or visit the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Are you struggling to keep up with your mortgage payments? Whether it's your home, vacation, or investment property, there are loan workout options available. To help you sort through all the noise in the marketplace, The Real Estate Guys has written a free 18-page report called What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. In this special report, you'll discover the single most important thing the lender looks for before agreeing to modify your loan. Plus, you'll be able to weigh the pros and cons of hiring a professional versus doing it yourself, and much, much more. All you need to do to get your copy is email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. It's free, it's confidential, and it's yours when you send your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hope is not a strategy. Start your own economic bailout plan today. Get the Real Estate Guys free report, What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. Email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Happy Valentine's Day. Hopefully you've uh, got something wonderful planned or already did if you're listening after Valentine's Day to the show. And uh, we're talking today about, uh, well, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Sharona was on our show, and uh, you can uh, find out more about her at mysharona.com. Uh, we're looking at the high-end real estate, talking about getting rich in a niche. And uh, we have an amazing opportunity coming up. If you want to feel like you're backstage with some real estate rock stars, my goodness, Mark. Mark your calendar, April 9th through the 17th. It is the 8th Annual Investor Summit at Sea with the Real Estate Guys. And this year, we've got quite the lineup. We do. We absolutely do. We started out, we had uh, convinced Garrett Sutton with Rich Dad. He's a Rich Dad advisor, one of Robert Kiyosaki's original Rich Dad advisors, best-selling author, asset protection, real estate loopholes. And then... um, And... And, super nice guy. And a super nice guy. Great, you want to hang out with guy. Garrett. He's also super knowledgeable about entity structures and LLCs and all that kind of stuff. And, and anytime we've been to one of the Rich Dad events and Garrett's there, he spends his entire time out on the floor talking to people. And he answers questions, and he never worries about billable hours or any of that kind of stuff. He's just super helpful, super great guy. We've been courting him for a couple of years to come on the cruise, and he decided finally uh, he would do it, so he's coming with us. Well, yeah, and, and syndication also for people that are trying to put deals together. He's the kind of lawyer that you would hire to help you do that kind of work. So great, great resource to have him for an entire week on the ship, to have dinner with him, breakfast with him, lunch with him. 
go, go for walks on the beach and pick his brains. I mean, you can, you can do all kinds of great stuff on the cruise ship. He can't get away from you. But then, but then we got Ken McElroy to say he would come. Yeah, Kenny's amazing. Uh, Ken uh, is with the MC Companies, and uh, they manage over twelve thousand tenants. So you think you got problems? I mean, they know how to how to handle it. And uh, their company not only is uh, he one of the kings of property management and has a ton uh, of that background, but they're an active uh, construction company. They build and develop apartment communities, which they mostly keep until the timing is right. And uh, super active today in acquiring uh, not only distressed assets but uh, good B class apartment buildings. And uh, another great, great guy. You're gonna have a ton of fun with Kenny. Plus. He's been there and done that. The guy just has a great uh, background and experience, plus a strong work, work ethic. I mean, he, he won't mind sitting around over a beer, talking about whatever you want to talk about. You, the thing that I've noticed about him over this last probably six to eight months, we went to his three-day camp and, and, and have spent time with him now, is how strategic he is. He, he, you know, he, he's really kind of an unassuming guy when you look at him. You don't realize how really successful he is. It's inspiring when you get around him because he's not pretentious in any way. He's just a real guy. Garrett's the same way. And, but the thing about, the thing about Ken is he's extremely strategic. You know, when he talks about the markets he chooses, why he chooses them, the product types he chooses, and how he actually, very detailed, how they outfit an apartment unit to maximize profitability and utility and appeal. And it, it's, it's, it's very tactical, practical. You can tell this isn't a guy that's dealing in concept or theory. This is a guy that lives in the trenches that gets it. And it really is about the details, you know, I and mean, we're going to new Orleans, right? New Orleans just won the super bowl. So good for them. And so actually when we were looking at different ports to, to go out from, we thought we could go from Miami, but they're probably not going to be in the super bowl, San Diego. Mm, they're probably good, but, mm. and so we decided to pick new Orleans and good choice. it turned out to be a good choice. But you know, the thing about being a winning football team, if you, Can you imagine it, if we would, our cruise was leaving from Indianapolis, that would be, well, it'd be, it'd be a long bumpy ride <laughs> down the Mississippi river. <laughs> but, but the, the, the point is, is if, if you had a chance to watch that Super Bowl, and I hope you did, you saw two of the best football teams play. And it's not just because they had great records. I mean, you saw guys making catches, making plays. There was not a lot of mistakes. That was a good good football game. And it's about attention to detail. And Ken is the kind of guy that runs a very tight ship. His projects perform. His investors are happy. His company makes money. He pays attention to detail. And that's the thing that I've noticed about Ken. So I can't wait to spend time with him personally just to kind of get into the nitty gritty, the kind of stuff that maybe doesn't get covered in a presentation that you can pick up over a dinner conversation. You know, we were uh, doing an interview with uh, Ken for the radio show. And uh, as I often do, I talked about signing up for our newsletter and energy and a drawing for our annual cruise. And after the show, he was like, what's that cruise all about? So we got talking about it, and and uh, we told him what we do. We get a cruise ship, and we have real estate investors. And on the days that we're at sea, we have classroom sessions and seminars and roundtable discussions, and investors you know, share ideas and so forth. And on the port days, we just go hang out on the beach, have a good time. We usually do at least one real estate shore excursion where we go look at property, which we're going to do this time. And he was like, well, I want to go. We're like, come on, come with us. And uh, the boss said it was okay. So Mr. and Mrs. Ken McElroy will be joining us uh, That's on, on the cruise. Yep. But but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. So we go to the uh, Art of a Deal event, and we're, seeing, uh, we're, we're there, and we watch Wayne Palmer. And he's speaking, and we're like, wow, this is the most amazing stuff ever. And no wonder Kiyosaki calls this guy a financial genius. So we get to talking with him, and we start talking to him about the cruise. And he says, well, you know, I might be interested in doing that. Well, you know, Mr. Follow-up, I'm all over that. 
Anyway, bottom line is he says, yes, he's coming. He's bringing his wife and kids, and he's planning on teaching a class that his, he's, he's, he's part of a very big network of people that do these creative exchanges. We've had him on the show a couple of times talking about that. It's really interesting. Talk about relationships. You know, Sharona was talking about how they go into these meetings and they exchange pocket listings. That's what these people do. They get, they get a dozen, two dozen, a hundred people in a room. They all have properties from all over the place, and they just start wheeling, dealing. And it's very fast-paced. It's amazing. It's amazing how fast they do deals. And he's taught us some of the things they do and how they look at it and put it together. But his his group has been asking for the longest time to do a class on notes to explain the strategic use of notes. Notes are an asset. When you write a, a, a note, a promise to pay, and you attach that to a piece of property, you've created a marketable asset uh, and you know, of course, Wall Street figured that when they started doing securitizing those things. But but you can yeah, tr- and that worked out well. Well, I mean, it 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 it, <clears throat> it worked out. It didn't work out because it was dishonest, and we could right. go into all that. But but Wayne is a man of extreme integrity, and the way they practice is very much built on relationship and trust. A couple of the things we were talking about earlier. But he's going to spend at least a couple of days on this cruise, going directly into the details of how he uses notes creatively to solve problems and build wealth. And and he's never taught this anywhere else. And we're so honored that he has chosen to debut this particular class on this cruise. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like beside myself. I can't wait to get there because that's definitely my cup of tea. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So uh, all that to say, if you really want to expand your real estate possibilities in your brain, it is time to come on the Real Estate Summit at Sea. We do it every year. This is our eighth annual event. It is a great time. We're going to leave uh, out of New Orleans on the Carnival Triumph, a great ship. It's going to be a ton of fun. And you're going to eat like a rock star, too. There's so much <laughs> great food. There's a 24-hour pizzeria. There's room service. Any day, an hour of the day or night, you want to eat, there's food there. Uh, we're going to come onto the ship as, as passengers and, and leave as freight. That's how much we're going to eat. But uh, you don't have to do that. You can actually order anything you want, and you can eat sensibly and healthy. And there, I think, is a gym there's on board. There's a gym, a great I've heard that there's facility. a gym yes, on board, is. too. Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Go to our website at realestateguysradio.com and uh, check uh, the button that says cruise at the top there, and you can learn all about the summit at sea. We're almost out of cabins. Just a few cabins remain, but uh, we'd love to have you come with us. And it's gonna it's never going to be repeated. It's just going to be an extraordinary event. Yeah, I, you know, it'll be very unlikely that we'll ever be able to get this group together again like this, certainly not at this price point. Well, it's just it just the stars aligned for us. Uh, and so I know that it's a tough economy for some folks, but if you're thinking about stretching or you're getting a tax return and you think that you're trying to figure out what to do with it, invest in your mind, invest in relationships. This is not us bragging about us and what we're going to teach. This is us talking about who are arguably some of the greatest teachers in the space. And it's a bargain. And so, and plus, it's so much fun. So we, we hope you decide to come. Go to realestateguysradio.com. Click on cruise. Everything you need to know is there. Give us a call. And we'll tell you all about it. All right, so get rich in a niche, whether it's high-end, low-end, C-class, A-class, whatever it might be. Uh, that's kind of the message of our show today. Now, next week on the show, we're going to take another little diversion and talk about what's going on in the commercial sector. Uh, we talk a lot about residential real estate uh, on on the program, and some of the commercial sectors residential, like what Ken McElroy does in the large apartment complexes and so forth. But next week, we're going to delve in specifically what's going on in the retail arena, uh, in office. We'll talk hospitality and uh, just get a flavor for where that is and where there might be opportunity uh, for you as a real estate investor. It's 
good to keep sharp on all the different facets of this business, and uh, that's what our job is here at The Real Estate Guys. So we thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't yet signed up for our newsletter, you can do that at our website at realestateguysradio.com. And uh, we'll uh, have a, a fabulous show on commercial real estate next week. Thanks to uh, Matthew Pierce, our executive producer. Thanks to Chathan, our engineer. And a uh, big thanks to my Sharona, Sharona Alpern, for uh, her insight into the high-end market. And thanks to my uh, my co-hosts here in the studio. We'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys. Happy Valentine's Day. May some equity happen to you. This airing of The Real Estate Guys was brought to you in part by our sponsors, Global Property Network, referrals to the world and properties to your doorstep. Call GPN at 877-411-4GPN or online at globalpropertynetwork.com. Trivio, extend your Trivio.com trial for 60 days when you use the promotional code Real Estate Guys. Go online to T-R-E-I-V-O.com. Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Log on to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys to get a free audiobook download of your choice. You can find out about these and our other valued sponsors on our sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And to learn how you can sponsor the program, call Matthew Pierce at 510-521-5100. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys. If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys radio show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make Equity Happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com.